You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Jessica Zimmerman. And she went from working 16 hours a day without earning a profit to generating over seven figures working six hours a day. Her journey started when she survived a fatal car accident that took the life of her sister. She realized that life is way too short to give her freedom away to others. She didn't want to simply survive. Her business didn't make a profit for five years and she couldn't figure out why. When her husband fell ill and became bedridden for a year, she had to take control and provide for her family of five. Survival wasn't an option anymore. By setting serious boundaries and getting hyper-focused, she grew her floral design business into an industry leader. She's about to publish a new book. It's probably live now, depending upon when you're listening to this. It's called Sleeping with a Stranger, where Jessica shares her raw story of what's happened under the covers in both her business and personal journey. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, very interesting intro, right? So, I mean, you've had a very interesting background and you've had some things that have happened in your life that have really had a huge impact. And we're going to talk about that a little bit on the front end, but just to tease everybody and give you a sense, one of your superpowers is Pinterest. And what's really cool is we've never talked about Pinterest on this podcast. Oddly enough, over 200 episodes, never talked about Pinterest. Today, we're going to talk about how to drive traffic to your website by using Pinterest. And you've generated millions of views, right, from from Pinterest. And so I'm really excited because this is like, Pinterest is like Greek to me, right? It's like, we might as well speak in a foreign language. I need you to help me. And I think the audience is going to be excited. But before we do that, fill in the blanks a little bit, take a minute or two, give us a little bit of that backstory, and then we'll dive right in. Yeah. So basically, Like you said, when I was three years old, I was in a car accident and my sister died in that accident. I survived. And I think there was always kind of this feeling of life is short. Like people say that, but I really know that to my core, that life is short. And I just believed that I didn't want to work for anyone else. I didn't want to have to ask permission to take time off. I knew that I wanted to be a mom one day, but if I'm being totally honest, my mom when my sister died, and I get this because I'm a mom as well now, kind of put all of her energy into me. And when I left to go to college, I saw how difficult that was for her. And I thought, you know, people are not guaranteed to be in our life forever. And if something were to happen and my husband and my children were to die, it's almost like emotional insurance. That's what owning my own business really was for me. It was, I need something that is mine. And the only way I knew to do that was to own my own business. And I would have done anything. It didn't care what it was. I just wanted to be in control of it. And which it doesn't take like a therapist to figure that out, right? I need control over something, not to lose it. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And I almost sold knives for a living. I almost bought a kitchen store, but that was in 
2009 after the big, you know, the crash, the housing market crash. And so the banks weren't giving what they were a year before. And so about a year later, I got the opportunity to buy a wedding rental business. I took it and I, about a year later, had my daughter and basically realized that I had zero time for my family, that I was working 16 hours a day at this studio. I had nothing because here's the other thing, right? If we make some money, then we at least can say, well, I don't have as much time, but I'm bringing in all this money that helps give my family this life or whatever. Well, I wouldn't bring you home any money. So I wasn't there and I wasn't bringing home any money. So it was like, you've got to figure this out. And then I had twin boys and my life was like, I'm sorry, what just happened? Um, and then about six weeks later, my husband was put into the hospital for this illness that we could not figure out. And I, he was a financial advisor. He had completely taken care of me for 11 years. And all of a sudden, it was just very obvious. I mean, he worked on commission. I knew that I was going to have to step up and do this. And that my kind of, I mean, I had a business in the way that like retired women have a business. You know what I mean? It was like, it was cute to say, but it didn't really make any money, you know? And I kind of knew I'm going to have to turn this around and it's kind of all up to me. And so I took out a hundred thousand dollar loan, which is crazy. And I don't know why they gave me the loan. They shouldn't have. I mean, every financial that I had screened, don't give this lady any money, but they gave me the loan. I think I was just a good salesman and somehow got it. But basically I took that money and I let my business continue to survive while I studied and did everything I could to learn the foundation of business. And during that time, I also learned about Pinterest and I, you know, it didn't take but a couple of years to grow my business to a seven figure business that it is today. Wow. And Pinterest was a huge part of that. I mean, if you could yeah. attribute, if you could attribute the success of your business and your businesses to date, what's the one thing that probably had the biggest impact? I know there's tons of things you've done and there's tons of things you've learned and there's tons of failures and successes you've had. But do you think Pinterest is one of the biggest impacts? Is that the biggest impact on your business or are there a variety of other? Without a, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the beautiful thing about Pinterest, and I, you know, I say this all the time and I have a program, it's called The Power of Pinning. You can go to jessicazimmerman.com to find out more about it. But the beautiful thing is, the problem is, is that I see people all the time focused on Instagram, focused on Facebook ads and these things, right? And what I believe is that we don't own those platforms. We own our website. So I think first and foremost, your website is super crucial, needs to be handling your business like a 24 hour a day, seven day a week employee. And then you got to get people to your website. And whereas Instagram or Facebook, if you were to write a blog post or do something and then share it on those platforms, you know, 2% of your audience is going to see that. Where with Pinterest, you pin it and it's like, do you remember that old infomercial that was like, it was like some kind of oven and it said, set it and forget it. Yeah. Like that's, that's how I feel Pinterest is. It's like you pin it and that's your set it. And then you forget it. Like I have a pin that I pinned three years ago that I still get inquiries driven to my website from that pin. And right, I, so yeah, listen, I, this is a perfect segue. Yeah. All right. Sure. This is a perfect segue. So we, you jumped right in the water's yeah. warm. Let's just jump in. You're going to unpack a basic framework of how to leverage Pinterest to drive traffic to your site. Because I think most people at this point, let's give most people credit. They have a website. Some of them are better than others. A lot of them are brochure where they don't update them enough. They probably don't publish enough content. But 
one of their biggest struggles is they can't get traffic to their website. That's why they resort to paid ads. That's why they're always trying to hit the newest social media or the newest tactic, right? And so you're going to show us how to drive. You're going to tell us, show us how to drive traffic with Pinterest, exactly how you've done it. So unpack that for us. But before you start, give us a little bit of better picture of Pinterest because some people, including myself, it's a little bit foreign. So what Pinterest is, is it's a visual search engine. So there's not a person in the world who, when they're looking for something, when they're interested in something, when they want to buy something that doesn't go to the internet and search for it. Pinterest is a, just like a Google search engine, but it's visual. So if you are selling anything, anything, you can be selling it through Pinterest. And so that is why I say your website is so crucial and you want to have that, how, you know, updated and your content updated and all of that. That's a huge pet peeve of mine is when people ask me to review their sites and I go down to the bottom and it says copyright 2016. I'm like, people are going to think that's the last time you did business. Like how hard is it to change the copyright to the current year? It's not that difficult. But the beautiful thing is you pin everything on your site. And so then the other beautiful thing is you can do multiple pins, right? And this is, we teach this in the power of pinning and it's so, we uncomplicate it because it can seem overwhelming. It really can, but it really is quite simple and it's just a step at a time and it's a two week thing, 14 days and you've got this set it and forget it system going on. But you can pin an image or let's say you don't have anything like beautiful. Let's say you have, I don't know, maybe you do, maybe you're a violinist, right? And that's your, so how many pictures do you need of you playing a violin? Maybe you start blogging about specific songs or something like that. And so you just make these very simple graphics that you can do for free in a program called Canva that just has like a subject line that somebody would be looking for, right? Your blogs don't have to be super detailed. They don't have to be 10 paragraphs long. It can be a couple of sentences. You just want to get people to your site. And so the way to do that is to pin graphics or to pin images. So then when someone goes to Pinterest, let me give you an example. The other Wait, day, before, my we daughter, do, before we dive into that, let me just make okay. an observation because you brought up something really important. You said Pinterest is a visual search engine. And you know what's evidence of that? When I go to Google and I do a search for whatever, let's say I'm searching for you know coffee mugs, right? Or whatever. And I go there, I search Google and it brings me back a bunch of results. But when I'm buying a product or I'm looking maybe even for a person, the first thing I do is I go to image, the image part of that Mm -hmm. search result. And whenever I click on anything there, it seems like almost everything that's there goes over to Pinterest. Yeah. Well, even the Google itself, if you don't go to images, a lot of times when you, and here's my example, my daughter needed a specific enamel pin, something that she was going to put on her backpack. And I was like, I don't know where to find this enamel pin. And I just Googled it. And underneath just the all, just the all search were all these Pinterest links. I click on it. It takes me to Pinterest. It takes me to this picture of this. Let's just say it was a rainbow, rainbow enamel pin. I click on it. It takes me to the person's website who sells this and I buy it. And it's in my home four days later. See, what's really interesting about that. I've never found this person's website in a million years had she not pinned it. Exactly. And what's interesting about that and why that's really compelling and why I think it's interesting we're talking about is that it might be very hard to get your coffee mug website ranked on Google as your website, but because of Pinterest authority and because of the amount of content they're publishing, you can actually get featured on the first page of Google Google when you would have never been able to do that before. 
and it's just a one stop. They go to Pinterest and then they go directly to your site. So I love that. All right, great. I won't interrupt anymore. Maybe no, I will, but, but you keep going. You're fine. No, but that's kind of it. So it, a lot of people think that you can't sell anything locally on Pinterest. So not true. There are, we teach how to do specific keywords. There are people who search, that's how many, many, many people book trips now. So whether you're a restaurant or a bakery or a hotel or whatever, many, many people are booking their trips through what they see on Pinterest. And many, many people are, you know, they think, well, but I have a service, so they're not going to find me. Yes, they will. People, how they are going to go to the internet to search and it's all, and it's up to you to pin your image or your graphic correctly with the right keywords and the location and everything. It's very, very simple. And that is how people get to the top of that Google board because no one's going over to page two, three, four, and five on Google. They're on the front page and they're usually those top three. And that is how you kind of help beat the system. There's a lot of people like, like Yeti coffee mugs. We'll go back there for a second. They have been doing, they did Google ads a long time ago and they, you know what I mean? So they, and they've got major marketing ranking. So they're going to be at the top, but you could be number three on that list. If you are, if you're marketing it correctly through Pinterest and through the proper keywords. So yeah, I mean, that's how, I mean, I live in a small town in Arkansas and have a seven figure company off of education programs, you know, and uh, so much of that has to do with Pinterest. I have over 2 million views a month on Pinterest, which means that is driving millions of views to my website every month. Those are all free guys. Those are all organic. Okay. She's not paying for ads on Pinterest to do this. Imagine getting a million or 2 million views to Pinterest and what that's going to translate to, to your website, what that's going to translate to, to leads, what that's going to translate to, to clients or whatever service it is. And it's all organic. And this is what I love about this. And again, we can't get super deep dive into this, but Jessica has a course called The Power of Pinning. I'm sure you guys can check that out. You'll find her online. And if you can't find her anywhere else, go to Pinterest. I'm sure she's there. So listen, what else can we talk about? Now, I heard something. I know that Pinterest was kind of known for still images, but is it true they have video now also where you can, you can also publish video? Yes, you can also publish video. And you'll begin to learn. You'll begin, we teach in the program how to begin to see a trend of what, that's why, for example, if I have a piece of content about an online program, right? Or a set of presets. So I sell a, a set of presets. So let's say I have that and I make five different graphics to go to this preset sales page. I might notice for me, my audience, they buy more when they see an image of me. If it is just copy, they don't click on it. But if, so we will test pins and we have noticed that trend for us, for my audience, they want to see a picture of me with what it is. And I believe that's because people buy from people and they want to see that. So you're, we teach you how to test those pins. And so then you can start to see very quickly, oh, this one generated like one click through. This one generated 20 click throughs, but this one generated 50 click throughs. Okay. I now know this is the type of graphic that I need to be doing. This is my audience. And so it just helps you to eliminate the, you know, to narrow down the process very quickly. But what I just love about it more than ever, I mean, more than anything is that one pin lasts forever. Like I said, on Instagram and Facebook, you share something once and maybe 2% of your audience sees it and it goes away where with Pinterest, it continues to get pinned and pinned and pinned and repinned. And there are people that are going to, you do this pin one time and three years later or five years later, you're still getting traffic from that pin. 
I, what I love about that is that I've been doing this on YouTube for a long time. I've had a YouTube channel for this one niche that I'm involved with where I have an evergreen course. I've been had a YouTube channel for like eight or 10 years. And I've put out videos three, four, five, six years ago that still get views and still generate leads. So what I love about this is it's that it has a long shelf life, unlike Instagram, unlike Facebook, unlike most social media feeds, right? It has a very short, that have very short shelf lives. This has a much longer shelf life and is going to provide value long into the future as long as you've, obviously there's some optimization you have to do with the images and, and the visuals. And I'm sure there's some description and keywords. Let's talk a little bit about that. How complicated or complex is it to, to optimize your pins in such a way that they are found? It's really not. And that's the thing is I think that most people, and this is what you have to remember, this is the difference between people who are successful and people who are not, okay? It's the people that are successful are going to take the 14 days to, you know, 30 minutes a day for 14 days to figure out how to do this, to build the foundation of it to where they literally can set it and forget it. The it's very simple. And I think that, you know, a lot of things out there that talk about Pinterest, I think that they are complicated. They do overcomplicate it. I tell you just what you need to know, because <laughs> I don't think that we need to bog down with that. I think you need to be focused on your service or on your product. And that's what we as entrepreneurs really care about. We want people to, we have a responsibility to get it in front of people, but we don't, that's not our full-time job. Our full-time job is not to be a Pinterest manager. So what I love about the power of pinning is we really uncomplicate it and we tell you just what you need to know, just the basics and we, and to get it going. And, and then, and that's all I do. I mean, I just do these basics and it's, it's all I need, but yeah, it's very, very simple. We show you exactly how to go in and where to plug in the few keywords, how to come up with your keywords. And, and it's just very simple. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. I love simple. And I think the audience will love simple too. And I agree with you. We as entrepreneurs and particularly marketers that are trying to sell things have a tendency to overcomplicate it because they want to make it feel like it's more right. robust or there's some secret. When in reality, part it's the biggest secret, yeah, the biggest secret is it's not that difficult if you just do it, right? right. You're going to learn. At first, you're going to suck and that's okay. It's okay yeah. to suck. You got to get through the suck. You got to get through to the other side before you can start becoming a little bit proficient and over time, it'll grow. And it's not going to be instant win. But over time, you know, you can probably, like you said, you have this program that in a 14-day period of time, you go in, you optimize your entire site and your Pinterest page, and all of a sudden now you just set it and forget it, and then you're just updating it as new content comes out. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs too, I think there's two things. I think number one, you have to understand that it's about commitment. Everyone always asks me, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated? It's not about motivation. It's about commitment. I mean, if you look at anything in your life that you know, people who are fit or in shape, people who, you know, are in a long-term relationship, people who have a successful business, all of that boils down to commitment, not motivation. And so I think a lot of people want a quick fix. I think 14 days is pretty quick, but a lot of people are not even willing to do that. You know what I mean? And that is what is, it blows my mind when people say, what's the one thing that you did to become successful? What's the one? And I'm like, there's not one thing. You work every day. You stay committed every day to the task at hand. Um, but for me, Pinterest has been, you know, the biggest scaler for me above everything else. Love and then it. the second thing is, I forgot what the second thing was. Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't matter because the first one was good enough. Well, listen, here's good. a question about you. We know your superpower is Pinterest, right? That's one of your superpowers. A question to dive a little bit more into you. If you could pick any other 
business superpower, like a business superpower that's not Pinterest that you wish you had, something that maybe you admire from afar, somebody else has that you'd really wish you had, what would it be? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Yeah, I love not prepping my guests for that yeah. because I love their reaction. Because if I gave you that question, you would have come up with a canned answer. But now I got you on the spot. So I want to know, know think really about do. something that you wish you were really good at. Something, whether a lot of people say like maybe public speaking, some people say they wish they were better writers, photography, sure. who knows? I mean, it could be anything. So I wish, you know, and I've had to just kind of get used to it. Like I said, I do believe that people buy from people. I've had to kind of learn to just, I mean, even my website, if you go to it at jessicazimmerman.com, there's, there's a whole lot of pictures of me. And I get, I've had to kind of learn to just separate it and act, almost act like that's a character. I don't know. I get a little, there are some people that are just really great at being themselves and promoting them and promoting them and promoting them. And I kind of have to pump myself up for it and be like, okay, we're going to be talking about you a whole lot for the next couple of weeks because we're selling this program or whatever. And, you know, I think some of that stems back from, you're not supposed to talk about yourself. I grew up in the South. You're supposed to be polite. So I still, even though I know that that's what my business needs and that I'm the face and name of my business, I still have to pump myself up for it. Yeah. So self-promotion feels uncomfortable. And if it was more comfortable, then it would obviously be more enjoyable, but you have to get yourself pumped up for it. So I get it. I mean, it is hard to talk about yourself. It's very hard to talk about yourself. So that's why I'm putting you up here on Growth Experts and I'm talking about you as the Pinterest expert. So thank you so much. Listen, is there anything else you want to add before we go? I'm going to give everybody a chance here where they can get a about Pinterest in particular, but is there anything else you want to add about Pinterest before we go? Well, if you go to Pinterest and you Google me, you will probably see a pin for my new book, Sleeping with a Stranger, that is coming out and talk about talking about yourself. <laughs> I mean, that whole book is, it is what I've learned in business. What has been my biggest superpower aside from Pinterest in business has been my vulnerability with business, like just being super open and honest about every failure I've had and then how I turned it around. I think that's why my online programs do so well is because it's not telling people what to do. It's sharing what I've done. And that I think people see like, oh, wow, she was that much in debt. I'm that much in debt or I'm not that mad or whatever. And she got out of it. Well, that's encouraging. And so now with Sleeping with a Stranger, it's really the personal journey behind the business success and what was really going on personally and talk about being vulnerable. Like it's, it's pretty scary to put it out there in the world, but yeah. Love it. Well, listen, if anybody wants to get the book, it'll be available, I'm sure on Amazon, it'll be available on your website. It's called Sleeping with a Stranger. If people want to connect with you and learn more about what you got going on, or maybe your power of pinning course, how can they reach out to you personally? Just go to jessicazimmerman.com. It's going to tell you everything you need to know. Love it. Thank you so much, Jessica. Awesome being here. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.